Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The All Blacks wrap around again and volume. McKenzie accelerating into space, clears it away. Barrett, Bowden Barrett's in. And for Novak Djokovic, it is a 21st win in their 27 meetings, and it puts him into the last 16. We are we're, we're two old guys. I mean, fighting with the young guns. I think it's uh, important to acknowledge that. Your disappointment during the week that you weren't playing the first choice Springbok side. Well, I just, a bit of relief now. No, no. I'll tell you what, you are good at it, mate. South Africans are good at winning. Okay. So you don't have to be a smart ass, mate. Ah, you don't have to be a smart-ass, Kempe. That was Eddie Jones. Oh, he's so an absolute, absolute gem when it comes to the media. We've got a big couple of hours coming up after eight. We've got Andrew Webster. We'll be talking plenty of Warriors to boot in that eight o'clock hour. A couple of messages coming through. Hey, Kempe, good to see Geordie sharpening up his defence. <laughs> yeah. So we'll switch to league. Good on him. Hey, you stay away. You stay away, Marky. And another one here from Andy. Hi, lads. Great game on Sunday. Really enjoyed it. It was awesome to see the boys at back in black doing the business. That try Geordie scored was so good to watch, seeing the space and playing heads up footy. That made me swell up big time. I was going to carry that on, but I can't say that one, Andy. But appreciate it. You can kind of get an understanding of where you're swelling up. But Andy, keep those messages and everyone on double eight double three because right now we're going to be talking all black. Sammy Hewitt, what do we got? Yeah, boys, uh, we mentioned it just between six and seven. Really dominant performance from the ABs on Sunday morning against Argentina. Probably the most dominant 40 minutes we've seen from them under Ian Foster. Um, discipline, a real key for them in the first half. And like you mentioned, Izzy, that ruck speed uh, was just phenomenal. 41 points to 12 uh, in the end. The try scorers coming out is Adi Savia, Geordie Barrett, Rico Ioani, Aaron Smith, as well as Dane Coles and second half tries to Bowden Barrett and Amoni Narawa. A couple of stats for you. All Blacks, uh, 18 lineouts, one to Argentina's nine in the scrum, seven from 11 for the All Blacks. They absolutely dominated the set piece. Penalties mm. favoured them as well, 12 to nine. Most of the uh, penalties against the All Blacks coming in the second half. There was one yellow card to Rodrigo Bruni, the Argentinian, in the first half, and the All Blacks did uh, capitalise that uh, on that as well. Ian Foster po- uh, post-match praising the side for their ruthlessness in the first 20 
and the composure shown after that early charge down of Damian McKenzie in the end goal. And Sam Kane highlighting the discipline of the team on defence in the first half and the ability to be clinical on attack, something they haven't had in quite some time, boys. Plenty to dissect. And who's going to help us? The one and only, the quality, the man they call Snakey. The one that did it all in the 13 jersey for the All Blacks. Conrad Smith is going to join us. Smithy, how you doing? What a welcome. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, man, pretty... like, like everyone is. Yeah, mate, just first thoughts, first initial reaction to that win. What stood out for you, my friend? No, just the, the collective. I, I thought there was just a whole heap to to like and be impressed about. It was, uh, I think, like a lot of people, I was a little bit nervous about that game, first game. As you know, Izzy, it isn't always easy mm. when you bring the team together um, after, you know, obviously being in your separate teams for a long stint and to bring everyone together, sort of get everything thrown at you. It can be a pretty cluttered, um, mad sort of week or two weeks that they would have had together. But then um, to put a performance like that, it's, um, it's pretty impressive. And over there against... You know, Argentina would have, I'm sure, backed themselves having a home game, putting in Mendoza and uh, making, you know, making it difficult for, for our guys. But uh, no, they, they played really well. And, and like I say, there's a whole heap to be impressed about. It's, uh, you know, so it was, it's, a, it's a good start. It's just a start, but it's, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't have asked for much more. Yeah, it's just a start, Snakey, and the combinations was a big debating point uh, at the start of last week or when the team was announced, and those combinations flourished. But the combination of 12, Geordie Barrett and Rico Ioane, outstanding, particularly Rico. I think his evolution, his game has, has come a long way, mate. What impressed you about that combination? No, I agree. I thought they were really good. I think, um, you know, the two of them, they were sort of the form players. Uh, I know, I know it's hard from Super Rugby. They're all at different teams, but I think even mm. from the end of last year, like that, that was sort of the combination um, that was looking the strongest. And so, you know, I think um, what the coaches have decided, you know, to give them as much time as they can leading into a World Cup. So start them straight off with your preferred combination. And and yeah, they they just um, carried on. I, I thought they were great at the end of last year um, when they played together. And, mm. and again. Um, in, in Argentina, yeah, they were they were both really really strong. They combine well. It's, uh, yeah, they they offer a lot. Obviously, Jordi at all the assets that he brings, and Rico the same. So you know, like the, the more time they can play together, they'll only get stronger. Because individually, they're great players. Right? Like you can see that. Yeah. You know, even in their super stuff, they're, they're star performers. So you know, the, the time they have together will um, will only help them. There was plenty of criticism around the selections of Josh Lord and Damien McKenzie, but they uh, I thought they played an absolute blinder, the both of them. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, <clears throat> Josh, he's obviously someone with huge potential. You know, they've picked him um, even before his, his injuries. Uh, they've seen something mm-hmm. that they like about him, and I'm no um, tight forward specialist, but... Uh, Man, he, he got he got around and he, he does everything that you, that you want. He was a, a threat in the air at the line-out time and big unit that moves well. And um, and Damien was was yeah out, outstanding. I, I was a little bit surprised at the you know mm. selection. Not not because he didn't deserve it after the Super AP. I, ju- I just thought maybe they'd you know similar to what I was saying about Jordy and Rico. I thought maybe they'd 
want to go straight into a preferred um, backline, but man, love um, he, he was Damien was brilliant. You know, he runs it. He's a bit different, you know, the way he runs the game. Um, you know, he's pretty lateral at times, but uh, you know, it, it works for him. And, and you, as long as the other players understand that, then and you've got guys like Jordi and Rico running straight, then uh, you know, you, you let him do his thing, and uh, I think the whole team just really functioned well, which is a large part to, you know, obviously your team and the way he was um, directing play. That, that combination with Damien McKenzie working well with Bowden Barrett, um, you know, obviously with Will Jordan out, Bowden Barrett got the nod. Were you happy with, with the kind of influence that Bodie had on the game and his connection with that dual playmaker with Damien McKenzie? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, I thought um, Bodie's brilliant, like, Man, just the, the space he gets out at 15, I, I know mm. like he can play, he's world-class at both positions, but, um, man, yeah, when, when he gets at that extra space, 15, whether it's counter-attack or, um, you know, even attacking ball, it's, uh, it's great to see him play, and you can see what a nightmare he'd be um, to, to defend, to try and cover the different options that he poses and just his cheer pace and ability to set up his wingers, so... Look, yeah, he, he, he was great. And, and to be honest, even when um, Richie came on and Damien went to fullback, mm. like, look, look, it was different and, and good again, you know. So mm. you're going to need that at a World Cup. We're going to need more than, you know, 15. So you're going to allow for, for injuries and, and whatnot. So I, I think we're developing plenty of depth, and um, which, which, you know, is going to be a great thing. But just talk to me. When you've got a 12, you played with probably arguably one of the best and Ma'anonu, and we know what he was able to impose, direction, his physicality on the game. But when you've got Geordie Barrett that has shown signs of really direct running rugby, he's physical, he loves the contact. How does that allow a centre like yourself, like a Rico Iwani, to have so much impact on a game? Well, I think you could see it in that game. Um, you know, it just gives him a little bit of space and when it's drawing, you know, defenders in, they, they can't move off him, then the best you're going to face is a one-on-one. And Rico, man, if you're, you're marking him one-on-one, I'll back him most days, you know. And, and that's why, why he'll create gaps. So but that, that's what is, that Geordie is doing so well. And, you know, that, that's a threat he poses because he, he carries so well when he decides to carry. But he, he's, he, can eat, he can pass and check equally as well, so this is yeah. um, why he's going to be a great 12, and, and like I say, if he continues to develop a combination with, with Rico, then, then the two of them can, you know, will be a great asset for, for this team, you know, moving forward. The set piece was outstanding, your thoughts? Yeah, and, and when you get a dominant scrum like that, it, it sucks the life yeah. out of you, you know, for the Argentinians, it's, <laughs> uh, you can't get anything going, and, and every scrum turns into a penalty, which I don't personally like as a spectator. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think you just let the scrum play out. But, um, hey, it was, you know, I, I don't think anyone could argue, even the Argentinians, you know, after the scrum, you often see them get up and arguing with the referee. But when they're just heads down, walking back after conceding penalties, then, you know, the, you know, the refs probably call the right thing and, and we're just dominating them. So that, that's, that's huge um, in, in a test match if you can do that at, at scrum time and, and, and then the, the line-out's functioning well. They're, they're, yeah. 
that, that set piece is uh, any, anyone will tell you it's the cornerstone of your game. So that's um, it, it's always going to start there and, and, and that function well. It, it, it sort of just paved the way for the for the rest of the game and, and why we played with such sort of freedom and, and looked so good. Yeah, it's it's a lolly scramble at the best of times, Snakey. We won't even try and get involved with what's going on and the decision-making <laughs> from the referees. So uh, let's not kid ourselves, mate. But uh, cohesion is hugely vital for any team, uh, giving them continuity connection throughout the week. If you're looking towards South Africa, that pose a different threat. You've played them a ton of times. Would there potentially be any changes? Would you like to see them uh, be stable in their selections? Oh, I, I think like, they'll know better than me. I, I think there'll be there will be changes. I, I think even looking bigger picture, you want to give um, small guys a run. Uh, you know, mm. other guys that deserve their opportunities, and you know, le- leading into to the World Cup, it, it will be a much different challenge. Like you say, um, so that mm. would have had a, a you know a, an eye towards this game themselves. You know, sent some players uh, ahead of the game and uh, against Australia, so. But they'll, they'll have changes, they'll play differently than they did against Australia and, and we've got to be able to do the same. It'll be a you know, much different game. It won't be beautiful and dry like it was in Mendoza. <laughs> I, I think um, if Auckland's like New Plymouth weather the last two weeks, it's going to be wet. Um, even on a good day, it's going to be slippery on, on a Saturday <laughs> night. So, um, yeah, it won't be as free-flying and... and Mm. So the balance will, will be struck, giving a few guys an opportunity. But, but I'd like to see, you know, like we're talking about 12-13, I think Geordie and Rico will get given another go against a different opposition and um, maybe some similar around with the pack. But, uh, yeah, no, they'll, they'll have that sorted even before that game, I think. Yeah, we know Auckland, Snakey, it's going to be wet, it's going to be horrible, it's wet everywhere around New Zealand, so we won't be seeing as much running rugby, we're hoping, but particularly might see a bit more of a kicking game and set-piece orientated. Just talked about a World Cup year. Uh, is there potential for it to, you know, we've only got a couple of weeks or a couple of games left before they make the selection for the World Cup. How much of a gamble can they have? Sean Stevenson, could they he get a crack to maybe chance his arm? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not the right person to ask. I'm not close enough to the team. I'd like to see him, you know, for instance, be given a go. But whether it's this game, you know, they do have a couple others. Uh, he probably deserves a, a chance, most mm. would think. Uh, but look, they'll they'll, they'll have a, a pretty good understanding of the squad they they want to take, and they they need to give, I, I suppose, the guys that they. Want to see? They want to see them first, and, and then that will be more an eye. Well, there's a few guys that are in the 50-50 boat, but they also want to give them an opportunity. But it's not a priority, you know, if that makes sense. So, mm. but they'll, uh, they'll they'll have a pretty clear plan. They would have, you know, obviously have the team that they want to play in this game, and and then depending on that, a few few guys that they'll. Um, they'll either look at in the, in the following weeks and, and they'll get a lot about, you know, Sean, it'll be his first time even in that squad, they'll be mm. finding out a lot, you know, just training, um, you know, what it's like, is he, you bring guys in and mm. you, you find out a lot even before they get onto the field, whether the, the guy's cut out for a test match or not, and that's, mm. I'm, I'm sure there'll be value just having them in, in with the squad. 
Yeah, we know what a bolter can do. You played with probably one of the the greatest with Nehu Milnuskara. You saw what he was able to do at the 2015, potentially for the unknown to go over and, and uh, stamp his mark on the world stage. Just quickly, mate, uh, I want to talk to you about this player welfare and, and the situation you, you've got going with Rugby Players Association and the work you're doing there, mate. Are you getting a lot of traction? Are you getting any, any headway? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say so. I, I think it's definitely a bigger issue in the, in the north, and, and you know, people mm. like down here probably don't appreciate how good a job we do looking after our players in terms of the load that they that they take. But um, you know, the, the guys in Europe, like the, the, the game load is insane, really. Like they've pretty yeah. much got forty week calendars um, when you combine club and international. Program so that they are, they are starting their club season so in France for instance at the end of uh, August and they will have a schedule of literally 42 weeks until uh, finals wow. you know, in June and like man they, so when you get an international that's expected to go in like the club wants them to play as many games as possible uh, then thrown off to the, um, the the French team um, and expected to play there that it's not it's not good. It's not sustainable. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the game. So, yeah, there's a lot of work going on because equally those people that are playing, the players, you know, want to respect player welfare and don't expect them to play 42 games. But the problem is, um, mm. you know, at the moment in the north, they're looked after by two different, you know, the club and the country is separate, mm. unlike it is here. So there's, there's a bit of work going in to try and, you know, get agreement as to how we look after players and, and using research and using a bit of knowledge around how much is too much rugby. Um, and so that, that, that's not always easy, but uh, it's important that we that we get it right so that, that we look after players. And, and that's, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of work, but I enjoy it. And mm. there's a lot of other good people there helping out and, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get somewhere and, and pretty soon because I think it's important. Well, I think we're leading the way down here, aren't we, uh, Conrad? Like, what would you say to people that are complaining that they don't see the best players week in, week out? Um, you know, risk management down here is is it, is it a, a to- hot topic yeah. of conversation. But what would you say to the people that are that are complaining? There's yeah, two sides to, to each story. Yeah, and it's a balance. And I know look, they might not. Always get it right one way or the other, but I think you know when you look at the risks around um, the burnout for players when they're playing too much, even the emerging stuff around around head injuries, and I know there's a lot of conjecture around that. But the least we can do is take a conservative um, approach and and look after the guys that that are playing the game, and you know to, to fall on the side of playing too much has some pretty you know, nasty consequences, whereas the too little, then oh, you can complain, oh, the team's not at full strength, but compared to, as I say, the consequence for the player, that that's, that's not a, a bad consequence. So I, I mm. think, um, like you say, we are we are doing well, and, and Ireland's the other country that's doing really well, and look at the way they're benefiting. Um, they, they, mm. They're essentially contracted, they look after their players, France have come a long way. They are doing it a lot better, and look at the results with their, their national team. It's um, it, it's not <laughs> hard to see that if you mm. if you look after players and, and only play them, you know what what their body can handle, then you'll get better performances. So, I, as I said before, it, it's important stuff, and 
um, but it's not easy. So it just takes a little bit of work, and um, that, that's all we're trying to do, I suppose. A lot of similarities to a, a great champion racehorse, you know. Have a couple of wins and take a wee spell in the paddock. Can take a lot out from the great the sport of horse racing. <laughs> hey, Conrad, we appreciate your time, mate. I know you've got to shoot over to France, pack up your house, and uh, get those pockets full of some euros. So thank you so much for your time, my friend. Appreciate your time. <laughs> No problem, mate. I'm talking about the rugby issues. I'm not filling the pockets. I'm doing it for the love. <laughs> Don't lie, Snake. You never do it for the love. You do. You're a champion, mate. Thanks for your time, brother. All right. See you, man. There he is. Conrad Smith covering all the topics, a bit of rugby, a bit of debate about player welfare up in the north. We're going to shoot off and we're going to come back because we've got Kempis off the back fence. But double eight, double three, oh eight hundred, one five zero, eight eleven. Any reaction to the one and only Conrad Smith? You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, keeping us healthy this winter.